Hey everyone, welcome back to Game Off Podcast number 51. I'm Andrew, a.k.a. Solid Talker, here with co-host... Brent, a.k.a. Arcadia. And we're going to be talking today about Echo Generation, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and that new Switch expansion online expansion pack expansion that they did. What did you just say? <laughs> you know... It's really rude of you to expect me to remember what I just said or the name of the thing that I suggested that we talk about. <laughs> so you tried to explain this to me briefly before the show, and I just like cocked my head and listened, confused. So please, See, in more detail. So you didn't sit and I guess you didn't, um, you know, like wake yourself up in the morning, prep yourself on the couch, ready for the Animal Crossing uh, Nintendo Direct a couple weeks ago. That was not what you did. No, no, I'm I'm far. I'm the only person that lived through the pandemic and also did not play Animal Crossing. I envy you, uh, but I stayed up and I watched this because I'm it, like someone who just likes pain and torturing myself. I was really hoping that I'd see something in that direct that jumped out at me and said, "Like, oh, finally, the game I wanted to play from the beginning, the game I was hoping it would be a fun time that I could imagine myself having," but. You know what? What? What were your expectations? Like, what? What is that perfect game? <laughs> it's it's not really all that far off from the game that they have now, except getting rid of the pointless weapon or uh, crafting and item degradation system and improving the UI. There are mm. there's a, a group of I want to say kids because in my mind, anyone that's not my parents' age, anyone my age or younger, is a kid. Like just how my brain views people because I don't believe myself to be an adult. But there are these people who have put out these two fake Animal Crossing Direct videos that are just like quality of life and UI upgrades. And they're almost painful to watch because oh. everything that they show is very well done and it makes so much sense. And you look at it and you think, yep, there's no reason why that should be in the game. That's a stupid time waster. That's no fun for anyone. So I was hoping for stuff like that. None of that really. I mean, there were definitely some things they added in quality of life. And I know some people who were really into Animal Crossing were super stoked. And, oh, my God, this is a game we always... It's not. You, you're in a abusive relationship with Nintendo. It's fine. You don't have to deal with that. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am trying to get out. And so I watched this, but I was more curious. It was, just, you know, as an observer. And at the end, they talked about this DLC that's coming out for Animal Crossing and their Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. So right now, you know, you get a Nintendo Switch Online and you can play their games online because like every other console manufacturer, they artificially gate it behind money even though there's no reason to. Uh, and then they also give you the access to playing some NES ROMs and SNES ROMs and Tetris 99. And that's what you get for your Nintendo Switch Online, right? So generous, yeah. Yeah, and granted, it's not as expensive as Microsoft or PlayStation's, you know, monthly online scam. But they also don't, you know, give you nothing. They actually give you things. Microsoft and PlayStation both give you games and a wide variety of things that are good and not terrible. Nintendo doesn't do any of that, so they can't justify more than $25 a year. <laughs> but now they're upping that. And the things that you get with that include some N64 ROMs, if you can Whoa. believe it. Yeah. Y yeah. Stuff like Mario 64, which I hope you didn't just buy that re-released version of Mario 64 that was on a timed <laughs> exclusive for a couple of months. And if you did, because you thought that was the only chance to play Mario 64 on your Switch, then fuck you. <laughs> play it again. Play it again. Buy it again. 
So, <laughs> just just to be clear, this isn't just a different tier. It's they're just upgrading the. No, this is this is membership. more this is more money that you will have to pay to get this. This is an additional right. cost. Oh, okay. So there's like the five dollar base tier akin to like Xbox Gold, and then there's like the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate version of it. Yeah, not not that. Clearly. Yeah, except not good in any kind of way. So like the base <laughs> okay. version gets you NES and SNES ROMs, which Nintendo should be frankly ashamed that they're even thinking have any <laughs> value. Because no one wants to play <laughs> fucking Balloon Fight and City Connection in 2021, the year of our Lord. So just fucking... It, these these are games that they would normally give away at gas stations, except it's Nintendo. So who, who cares? $30 MSRP 30 years after release. Yeah, because ah, fuck you. That's why. Here, go play more Kid Icarus. <laughs> You'll have fucking Kid Icarus <laughs> for the NES. I'm, I'm picturing oh the, the the boss of Nintendo as like some 1930s, you know, Mr. Big Money Bags with suspenders and a cigar that he's ashing actively onto someone's head. <laughs> but now you get N64 games, you get Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time and Mario Kart and Star Fox and Sin and Punishment. Remember that game? Remember that? Remember Mario Tennis? Remember Winback? Oh, you know you do. These are great I games. Like one of those. Yeah. And sometime in the future, not now, but they'll drip feed them to you. You'll get stuff like Banjo-Kazooie, Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, the original Paper Mario, the original Mario Golf, like the Wait, good was, versions was of it, those. Was it Star Fox Adventures? This is an important question. No, not Star Fox Adventures, just Star oh, Fox 64. Yeah, then who cares? Yeah. What, is, um, what is game? But if you want to play like a good Paper Mario or Mario Golf game on the Switch, this is really the only chance you'll have. Because the ones that they sell for them now, as we've discussed in previous episodes, are hot garbage and don't play them. <laughs> You're also going to get, and I mean, like anyone who's prone to, you know, nocturnal emissions or premature ejaculation should hold themselves down now because they're also adding Genesis ROMs. So you can play. And I don't <laughs> well, know if you've, I don't know if you've even thought even about Nintendo. playing game. If you even thought about where you could play a game like Sonic 2 or Streets of Rage these days. Like, how would you even get a copy of that? It's not like it's literally for fucking free on the App Store on Android and, and <laughs> iOS that you can literally buy these games and play them. But like, hey, don't you want to play Gunstar Heroes or Shining Force? I'd pay a monthly sub for those. Would you, would you pay money to play Fantasy Star 4 or Castlevania Bloodline or Contra? Uh... Any of the Contra games? Wouldn't you pay real American dollars for Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? I think I got the entire Genesis collection on <laughs> Xbox One for like $6. And that I, included all of those games. I think if I go down to CVS, they'll have a plug-and-play Genesis for about 15 bucks with every game I've listed <laughs> plus 150 more. <laughs> And it'll if I remember the, the one that I saw at CVS not too long ago, it also has a top slot that you can just put a regular Genesis cartridge in. Oh my god. Right? Can you but don't worry about that, because you get all that. You can play these games online with your friends. So if you wanted to play like I know you're already playing and you own Mario Kart 8 because it came with the Switch that you bought, but if you wanted to play an extremely bad version of that <laughs> online with your friends, Mario Kart 64 online, you can do it. Now, are we talking, like, online multiplayer, or are we talking, like, I have to call them up on my own phone and, <laughs> and VoIP 
thing and just play in tandem with them. Because <laughs> that <laughs> seems to have been their multiplayer scheme prior to now. No, no, you can play online multiplayer Mario Kart 64 or okay. Mario Tennis. Maybe, maybe Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I don't know. Anyways, so I know you, I know the technology has been around for literally millennia at mm-hmm, this point, mm-hmm. but I'm still amazed that Nintendo actually implemented it into their old games. Like that would have required a little bit of effort. Yep, yeah, it, it would I have. Never would have expected them to put them put into old games. You can also with that with your additional um twenty five dollars a year or however much it is, you can get the animal the new Animal Crossing DLC. That comes with the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass. Now, doesn't that sound nice? Is is that the only way to get it? No, you can buy it on its own for $25. Okay. I was a little worried there for a second. But here's the thing. You don't get it. You just get access to it. The second that you stop paying, you lose access yeah. to it. And, like, that's fine because that's, like, you know, how Game Pass works and stuff like that. But with Game Pass, I have an, a library of a double-digit number of games uh, that came out in the last decade. And with <laughs> Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, I have a library of one game, and it's like $20 a month for the expansion packs or $25 to, to own it outright. <laughs> so it, if I do it for two years, I'm now paying $15 extra for last year's expansion pass. And you lose it if you stop paying. And it also, because you bought it through this Nintendo Switch Online, or you're getting it through through the online expansion pass rather than through a, um, by just buying it like a regular person, exchanging money for goods and (laughs) services, um, you have to be online to play it, which is not a requirement if you've just bought it regular. Dude, there's there's like a a proper cognitive trap with all that. Because like, as soon as you get in, it's like really hard to get out. Like even Mm. for, you know, savvy consumers like us. I remember when um, I was still playing like a lot of, a lot of PlayStation and a lot of Xbox. I pl- I was paying subs for both of them. Now I just do the one instead of the other. Um, but when I was playing PlayStation Plus, I was re- I had really enjoyed uh, Infamous Second Son and then Infamous First Light, which was like um, sort of one of those separate games, but built on that engine and also sort of builds on the story of that game. They released that as one of their free games of the month, but it's the same thing. It gets ripped right out of your hands the second you stop your sub. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying for this sub like an extra six months because I just wasn't getting around to playing it that much or something. And then like at the end of the, like after six months, I'm like, wait, how much did I just pay to play just this game? It's like, oh God, it's like almost a hundred dollars and the game retails for $20. Like what have I fucking done? Right? It's nuts. <laughs> Yeah. And that's like with at least with Game Pass and this is I mean I know we shill for Microsoft a ton on here. <laughs> they don't pay us. They they don't. Enough. Honestly, <laughs> I would love even just a month of free Game Pass would be amazing. <laughs> that would be swell. But that like I'm constantly getting new games through that that I was planning on buying anyways. That are popping up. It's like, "Hey, Forza Horizon 5 is coming out. Hey, Unpacking a Life is coming out." Like these triple a and indie games that i was interested in are popping up and it's like hey you don't have to worry about whether or not the ascent is a good game or not it's not but you can just try it on game pass and like have fun with it there instead whereas i'm like buying games on game pass or on nintendo switch and i'm five minutes into it like oh this game's garbage there goes sixty dollars 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely burned me out a lot. Like, especially in like the PS2 generation. Cause it was like your options were basically go to Blockbuster and rent the game for fucking $8 a day or just buy it outright and take a chance. And then you just like, oh, this game's dog shit. Like, <laughs> fucking draconian refund policies like i guess i'm stuck with it and i'm 16 years old and i uh, 60 dollars is a lot of money <laughs> that was like three birthdays worth of birthday checks please exactly please can i have my money back <laughs> my childhood is actually ruined and then instead you have to like spend three weeks convincing yourself that you really like this game and that psyops the mind gate conspiracy isn't janky as shit <laughs> so just just while we're on like the shilling topic i wanted Mm -hmm. to sort of sort of propose like the inverse situation that i i came across it may have been today actually so you familiar with the game death store came out not that long ago uh is that the the humble or not the humble and the devolver one that came out and everyone was happy with it I think so, and it's gotten really good reviews, and I went to it today, because for some reason, I just assume every indie game's on Game Pass now. (laughs) So I I went to it to install it today, finally, and I was like, wait, it's not on Game Pass at all. It costs people dollars. (laughs) No way, Jose! And so I just, like, closed out, and I was like, wait a second, I'm I'm not gonna play this game, because I have, it's not on this, like, uh, in this sort of... Uh, not quite a walled garden, but you know what I mean. It's like it's not included in this cis- e- ecosystem I'm already in. So I'm just like, yeah. But in reality, I'd probably love the game. I just like suddenly don't want to shell out money, and I don't know if it's because I think it'll come out in the future on Game Pass or because <laughs> it's turned me into a cheap bastard. I don't. I don't really know. I have to dwell on this a bit more. But have you had similar experiences like this? Oh yeah, there's a couple of games where like I've seen them and like, oh, is it coming out for Game Pass? Yeah, I'll wait for that. I'll just I'll just wait yeah. for it to come out on Game Pass. Oh, it didn't. Ah, oh, well, that's fine. I guess it wasn't wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. <laughs> and and I'll, like uh, I keep getting burned on Switch games. Like, and we're not gonna. I'm not gonna actually do an episode on this, but that that Nintendo Nicktoons All Star Brawl game. Oh like, yeah. So like, I enjoy dicking around in um in smash brothers and i got a five-year-old who likes sticking around in smash brothers so like okay cool we'll try you know all-star brawl is getting good reviews it looks it's supposed to be fun it's got a bunch of characters that we both recognize we'll jump into that we'll buy that like Mm. it's garbage i knew within five minutes oh i don't like this game and like it's not that it's bad it's that like there's nothing all all characters and stages are available from the get-go so there's nothing to unlock and there's no items which are the things that like me as a dog shit player of smash brothers and my five-year-old like playing unlocking new things and playing with the yeah. items and this doesn't yeah, have you're, either you're of those things. an arcade game right this doesn't have any of those all the characters available from the beginning there's like 12 characters however many it is and there's no items so like oh okay this is not made clear to me when i bought this game can i have my money back please no mm-hmm. sorry no, no, no. You just own this Not game now that you're never going to play again. And because you were an idiot and bought it digitally, you can't even bring it to GameStop and get $13 <laughs> pounds for it. <laughs> 13 GameStop bucks. Yeah. How, how fucking crazy is that? that like, I know Microsoft's policy is like, if you start playing it, like if you touched it, you bought it, basically. Like if yeah. you never play it, you can get your monies back. Like, like oh, I accidentally purchased this. Thank you. But if you log even, like, one minute on that game, it's like, nope. 
nope, you, you diddled the game. It's yours now. Oh, come on. Man, but it's a dog shit game. Yeah, it's I know, so but you touched it, so. It's, yeah, that smells like you now. What do you think we're going to give that to somebody else? It's like it's digital. <laughs> Just, yes. Everyone here knows that you touched it, man. We can't pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> we can't protect you what about lawsuits like what are you talking about you can't just say lawsuits to, to scare everyone off sorry man we i wish we could but you know dcma and the uh, eulas and oh, <laughs> I, I wish we could help millennium copyright act <laughs> so i mean i know we kind of just rambled there for a while but this nintendo online expansion pack 50 bucks a, a year for Tetris 99, a bunch of emulated games that you will have a better experience with buying one of those, like, emulated devices that I see on Amazon all the time. Or yeah. buying a a flash cart for your old DS or something. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to actively advocate for emulation here because I'm sure that there's legal repercussions for that. But I've heard from other people, and I'm going to repeat what they said without any critique, uh, that you'll have a better experience and it's really easy and much cheaper. <laughs> is is the other people uh, Andy's inner monologue? Yeah. All one word? Yeah. I was actually, there was one, I don't remember what company it was, but I was hearing that uh, one of the companies that was selling like those, you know, looks like a Game Boy or looks like a PSP, but plays um, emulated games. They had gone back yeah. and added achievements to old to the old ROM games that you could download and have trigger while what? you're playing. That's cool as fuck. Right? Like, getting fucking achievements, playing Shining Force. Like, I'd go back and play Shining Force if I could yeah. unlock stuff for it and get achievements. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's like a... I always, I always think of achievements as sort of like a direct communication between developers and gamers and, like how they thought it would be cool to play a game, right? Like, mm. like, oh, you just did something cool that the developers, like, intentionally designed that way. It's like, well, well done, good find. Like, like if you can do that with old games, like, I'd go back and play old games for achievements and shit. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, but Nintendo's not going to add any of that because Nintendo wants you to get excited to play Mario 64 after they sold and then removed Mario 64 from their storefront. <laughs> That's that's actually an interesting uh, bridge you've created there because I remember reading when the Wii came out, um, it, it, everyone else was doing like had announced or consoles had already come out with um, with achievement systems, right? And mm -hmm. Nintendo's stance was, oh, if games want that, they can add it themselves. And it's like, of course, that's your stance. Like, <laughs> you don't want to do any more fucking work than you have to. <laughs> So Wii Sports just had those shitty, like, archery achievements where it's like, oh, yeah, you get, like, have a perfect round. Well done. Nice job. Yeah. Good Shit job. Like anyway. You want to tell us about East of Eden or um, Exit Generation, Exit Stage Left, uh, Eden oh. Guardians? God, what the hell is that? <laughs> no, hold on. I got the, I got the notepad up. Disrespectful. <laughs> I got it. Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> played myself uh echo generation so have you ever played mother slash earthbound many many moons ago yes okay so i'm curious i've never played those but i'd seen at one point this game described as something like 
Stranger Things meets Earthbound. And maybe that's redundant, maybe that's not true at all, so I'm going to describe the game and you can tell me if that assessment's absolute nonsense or not. Echo Generations, this game where you start off as this teenage kid, uh, you wake up, there's no story whatsoever, there's no intro video, you just wake up in your bedroom, you walk downstairs, talk to your I mom, was really your afraid for one second that you were telling me that this game had no story at all. <laughs> that like Not that uh, there's no opening story, but just like, there's no story in this game. There's just no narrative whatsoever. I mean, I, I wouldn't say there's a, much of a narrative. There's... Every once in a while, you get a nugget. Like I forgot what I w- why I was t- playing the game and what the driving force was, and then eventually, like you look at a picture of your dad on the counter or something weird, and it's like, oh yeah, we should find dad, and like that's it. So you walk downstairs, talk to your mom. She's like, oh, talk to your sister. You talk to your sister. She's like, I want to, tra- I want a traffic cone. Give me a traffic cone, and I'll join you in your adventure. And that's basically the entire game. You keep doing shit. Do it's like a. a the fetch quest of the game, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. You just run around town. You go into this guy's garage, and he's like, Oh, you want that screwdriver? Well, I want some bolt cutters. Go find bolt cutters. Oh, well, where are the bolt cutters? Like, oh, somewhere else. Like, go find them. So it's just this, like, big fucking, I don't know, what are they, trash swap meet sort of game where you're just running around town, getting shit to do other shit to do other shit for no real reason. Um... So, I I almost started to like that, that it was, like, so bare bones that it was just, like, jump in and just go play and figure it out and, like, do stuff, whatever. But I thought that it would culminate in something, like, interesting, sort of like how Dark Souls, like, has very, very, like, scarce uh, storytelling. But there is a story, right? Like, right, everyone right. you ever talk to about Dark Souls is like, oh, there's a great story. There's so much lore. You just have to find it. Like there's there's nothing to find in this game. Like there's there's just like loose weird references and the settings very weird and mysterious. Um, I will say I'm I'm saying that a little bit reductively, but like the the, the mysterious setting is probably the best part of the game. Um, and harkens back to like how I'd seen people refer to it as Stranger Things esque, where you're just like going to like once you leave that first downtown area, shit just starts getting real weird. Like. You go into the school and it's like very obviously haunted and you go down the the side street and there's like giant super mutant rats and shit. So like that's sort of the foundation of the game. Like it just continues getting like randomly weird and stuff. Like as a teenage boy, you're fighting like giant mechs with machine guns. So it's all like somewhat irrelevant, somewhat creepy and yet still like moody and like the the, uh, irreverency doesn't really take you out of it all the time. You just sort of sort of like a just suspending disbelief i guess uh, there's definitely parts of that set that remind me of earthbound slash mother two three four five whichever one it is uh hmm. in that like you know kind of it becoming weirder and becoming more surreal because i remember in, in earthbound you'd fight stuff like taxis or walking rope like sentient rope and you fight like <laughs> piles of trash and there might have been a guy who turned himself into a dungeon. It, okay. It was yeah. weird. And this sounds like it's also weird. Yeah, so from what, what you're saying, yeah, it does sound similar. Um, maybe not like... Um, sorry, I'm looking for... Different different kind of weird. Like, def- definitely like that, but not um, derivative. 
Mm, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's a lot of that. Um, but the, the core of the game, combat, it's a turn-based RPG. Um, the level-up system's pretty simple. You level up fucking strength, health, or skill points. Um, that I sounds will say pretty that standard. It, yeah, yeah. It will, it, it's like sort of ill-conceived because you put skill points in and it's like a pool for your entire team and you have it's like a three-person party sort of situation. Um, so what I ended up doing was just like getting... When I got a new party member, I just fucking loaded them up with skill points because they were dog shit at combat. So they just... they All I ever leveled up for them was skill points and I just had this giant pool of skill points and then this character would fucking die. But my other characters, I had all only leveled up like strength and health and shit. So they were fucking just gods among men so it sounds like a little bit of a it, broken balancing yeah it's when, when you realize it how like poorly conceived it is it's just like well i'm obviously going to take advantage of this um yeah the, the combat is kind of garbage um to use any of the abilities actually to use anything there's um there's a what is it not atb uh the, the button press thing in the middle of, like, combat, except it's, like, different like a, mini games. Like a QTE? Yes, yes, quick time events. It's it's like quick time event, um, except it's different mini games. So you have to, like, you know, align the circles or, you know, get the crosshairs and the, the fucking thing and all these different things. And some of them are way harder and way more nonsense than others. And some are super easy. So it's like, why would I ever use it? The other, these other abilities are way too hard to fucking execute. Cause if you don't get a like a perfect, a perfect alignment on it or something, it does dog shit damage and you've wasted a ton of skill points. But if you nail it, it's like a ton of damage and they're fucking one shotting everybody. So it's, there's, there's nothing in between. It's like very frustrating when you don't execute the mini games perfectly. And that's, that's like the core of my problem with the game is like you get some bosses and like you'd have to like block at the perfect time, but it was like such horse shit to like try and time it because it made no rhyme. There was no rhyme or reason to it between different bosses and different combats. And it's not because it was like such well-designed bosses. They're all different. And it's like, no, just the, the button timing is at a random fucking time for this boss. And then you missed a couple of, uh, clicks on the minigame to do damage and you did no damage and you died because you didn't do everything perfectly as you should have. Did you play Undertale at all? No, I haven't. I heavily recommend it and definitely curious about it, but I uh, have not. Just what you're describing with um, using the minigames as part of the combat. Undertale did a lot of that with uh, avoiding taking damage by basically playing almost like a mini bullet hell. Oh, okay. Of moving a little cursor around to avoid getting hit by things. And yeah, see, that sounds pretty fun. It, it was, and uh, you made me think of it because it was one of those things where it didn't, it surprisingly never really felt cheap to me. I never mm. felt like I got screwed out of it. And it sounds like, from your description, that there were times possibly where you didn't feel like you fairly lost, or like like the, the mini game you were playing was really stacked against you yeah so to be clear the defending is all just push a but like there's no like the boss winds up and like he you hit a like right at it like when he starts to swing down or anything like sometimes it would just be completely fucking random so it's like what the fuck oh like i just have to have lightning reflexes apparently to get it right that sounds like it would be a really accessible game for other people 
yeah, yeah sure <laughs> yeah it's like it's pretty challenging later on like you really have to do just execute boss fights perfectly otherwise you're not getting through and my last gripe with the game is that there's nothing to farm like even though it's an rpg oh. you can you can't there's like three trash mobs in the entire game and at some point you just over level them so much that you'd have to go back and kill them like 300 times to level up and also they don't respawn consistently like i can't figure out when or why they respawn just sometimes they're there and sometimes they don't it's like truly a nightmare that's really weird i've never heard of an rpg that was an actual rpg and not just like an incredibly linear game with some RPG mechanics that didn't yeah. have something that you could reliably farm. Yeah, exactly. The other weird thing too is like the shopping in the game. It's like um, you'd buy out a shop of all the healing items and then you'd go and like there's no other way to heal yourself other than going all the way back to your house and going in bed or use these healing items, which were tremendously expensive and they would run out of stock on. So I most like... 50% of my gameplay was probably just running all the way back to my house from like eight levels over and sleeping oh. and going back to bed and healing up so I can try the boss again or something. What you're describing sounds like not fun. It's, it's, uh, sometimes <laughs> like, it is. And a lot of times it's just frustrating. Now, one thing I heard about this game and maybe you can confirm is that it's Canadian. Uh, cannot confirm or deny. Okay, I just I had seen a couple of the reviews that also called it kind of like a Stranger Thing meets Earthbound, mm. um, saying that it was also a very Canadian game. But I don't know if they're like seeing something in there that you and I as non Canadians can't recognize. Yeah, maybe just from being up north, we're desensitized to the the Canada and all of it. But no, I didn't really pick up on anything. There wasn't any. Any, like, uh, fucking maple syrup no, or, like... No sentient Timbits walking around to fight or anything like that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no Tim Hortons paraphernalia. I don't... I, I didn't see anything that really cued it off. Oh, I guess the main character uses a hockey stick, but I didn't think it was that weird. I mean, no one plays hockey in the United States, so... Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> just seem... Just desensitized to it. Seems pretty spot on there. Pretty on the nose. <laughs> Sorry, man. Like half my extended family's Canadian. I just don't notice these things. Cracks oh, yeah. Molson. <laughs> see, yeah, you you don't see. You're like someone like who owns a dog and you don't smell that your house smells like dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and I am very clearly making a connection between or a comparison between being Canadian and smelling like dog. <laughs> Oh, God, get me off this podcast. <laughs> We're going to get canceled by the Canadians. The first thing we, ever. We are canceled every episode of this podcast. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything more to say about this game. Um, Play I'm, it or don't. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I can't really get a read as to how much you liked it, if you liked it at all. There were stretches where I didn't mind the challenge of the boss fights, and I'd be like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this." But then, like, every once in a while, I'd be like, "I don't know why I'm trying so hard. This isn't like fun, challenging. It's just bullshit, challenging." And then I'd just stop playing for like three or four days at a time, and go back. It's like I could beat this game. It's only like a ten-hour game. It's it's only a ten-hour <laughs> game if you like fucking do everything perfectly. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Not exactly thrilled about it. It didn't make it make me uninstall it immediately, which is maybe the best compliment I could give it. I don't know. Wow. Sorry. Well, I'm, <laughs> for, for the listeners out there looking for games that you won't uninstall immediately. <laughs> I've done that with a couple. Man, Jeff Keeley better just start wiping the boards for all of the game nominations this year. Here's one that you won't uninstall immediately. <laughs> I've only done that with a couple games, and one of them was Trevor Saves the Universe, which we did on this up this podcast. And the oh, other was right. um fucking Monster Hunter World when I tried to do the Witcher content. I don't know why, but it was such horseshit that I like spent <laughs> A half hour not being able to do any damage, and then I just threw my controller, uninstalled the game, and never played it again since. After I just like paid for the fucking uh, expansion pack. I wish I had done that with Monster Hunter World because I jumped <laughs> into that game and I played it for like an hour and fifty minutes. Like, ah, should I return this game? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. And then like twelve to fifty hours later, I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> what I- am I doing? <laughs> why am i still trying to have fun with this game it's not gonna happen <laughs> this is just not for me uh, i did have a lot of fun with it for a while but then it got like it reached that point where it's basically just frustration with little reward i i just i think the thing that i loved most about it was trying to explain how the multiplayer works to other people <laughs> It's like a lobby, but like not really. Like there's some instances, but like not real. Did I ever send you the the the, the comment on Reddit that was like a summary of, of trying to explain the the multiplayer to that game? No. Oh, here it was like I got it here. Why do Japanese games always have such weird ways to implement multiplayer? In Western games, it's just straightforward. Create a lobby, matchmake, drop into section, etc. But in Japanese games, it's like, get play pass card, post card to bulletin board, have friend come to bulletin board and remove card, go into inventory and sign card with character signature and hand over to player who then has to cast it into the card, into the sacred fire to initiate a soul link. Then you can play one mission together in which only one player has their progress recorded. That only got to be an exaggeration in like the last like three or four lines. It, like with especially with Monster Hunter World, it was like, oh yeah, you can't play any any missions together that you both haven't already seen all the cutscenes for. <laughs> well, oh then, my god. I forgot about that. <laughs> how am I supposed to play like through the like you could basically you could replay missions with other people. <laughs> and then like after a mission ends, I hope you both choose which of the two confusingly named options of like keep stay together, which means go back, but stay together in a group or keep playing together, which is stay in this world as a group. Because if you click one of you clicks one and one of you clicks the other, it severs the soul link and you have to start the whole process all over again back at the infuriatingly large floating ship in the sky. Yeah, oh, man, that's I can't believe I'm still salty about this game. I can't believe it's still making me mad. <laughs> that's the beauty of Monster Hunter World. Comes in roundabouts. I, I don't I don't know what it is about these games. Monster <laughs> Hunter World, The Division 2, Pokemon Let's Go. Like, they just... they. It's like when you when you hear about people who like get into a car accident and like a piece of glass is embedded in their shoulder for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> And like just every once in a while it acts up. Oh, that's that glass I got in my shoulder from that car accident I was in when I was nine years old. 
Yeah. Still in what there. What did you just say? <laughs> Go to a doctor. No, I don't mind it. <laughs> no, it's 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 just once a month that it acts up and I'm suddenly irrationally angry. <laughs> shreds all my tendons. Suddenly I just need to shout to someone about Animal Crossing for 20 minutes. Even though I haven't I haven't played it in over a year, they didn't bring it up. Doesn't matter, I'm still mad. <laughs> Happens in CVS more often than not. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, do you have any final thoughts on um, no, Echo no. Generation? Got it. I, 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 yeah, you did. You nailed it. I, I made my uh, stance pretty clear, and my stance was, eh. <laughs> um, so, uh, why don't we talk about your game? I'm blanking on it. Why am I blanking on it? What, what game did you play? Uh, I played Hot Wheels Unleashed. That was it. Yes. I'm excited to hear about this one. What did, what did you think of Hot Wheels Unleashed? Hot Wheels Unleashed is a land of contrast. Hmm. Um, it's There's a lot of stuff about it that I really like and a lot of things about it that I think are really stupid and pointless. And I think it's it's a game that at times feels like it's... Like, you ever see a movie where they do something that you can tell they're only doing it because they know that's what movies do? Yeah. Like, here's a scene where this guy says this thing, and it doesn't make any sense here, and there's no reason for him to do it, but that's the kind of thing that would happen in a movie right now. So we're just going to do it. I'm doing this for my family. It's like, I just asked <laughs> if you wanted fries with your cheeseburger, so. It's never been established that you have a family or that anything <laughs> happened to them, but okay. All right, that's that's what the character would say here in other films. <laughs> Hot Wheels Unleashed has a lot of that, because there's a lot of it that I like. The general, I mean, you can probably imagine already what it is. It is a Hot Wheels arcade racing game. You alternate between doing uh, time trials or just general races on a variety of different tracks set in a Hot Wheels world. So, like, you're in areas that are tracks set up in a dorm room or in a basement or in a garage or driving across, like, a billiard table. And it's it's cute. Like, I don't know if you ever played the old Micro Machines game. Mm-hmm. for like uh, SNES and Genesis. It, it reminds me a lot of that at times where you're riding around like through air vents and then down, you know, areas here and across armchairs. And it feels very much like a 3D Hot Wheels track in a really yeah. cute way, which is great. And you can't, there's a track builder and you can unlock new pieces to build new tracks by going through this kind of, it reminds me actually a lot of the old Need for Speed Hot Pursuit but not the old, old Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the, the middle one. So the old, new Hot Yeah, the old, new one. Not the new one, not, and not, not the, the new, really new. old one, okay. <laughs> but the one that came out like 2006 yeah. or seven. Yeah, the one where it's like really encouraged you to like blow through billboards and shit like that. Yeah, and where like all the missions, like there were four mission types and there was just this needlessly complicated map of whatever fake analog for San Francisco they made up. <laughs> yeah. And like you had to like keep unlock like oh you have to get a silver here before it'll unlock this road which will go to these three places but you can keep grinding over there to get points and you know that that kind of bullshit. So you've got these time trials and you've got these races that you're unlocking and going through on this big overhead map and each one of those you do one of these races and you can score bronze silver gold based on you know what place you come in or how well you do on the time trial. And then that unlocks more stuff and you slowly get to open little blind boxes of Hot Wheels cars. 
And that's kind of where the first problem comes up because you're earning these coins to open up Hot Wheels cars. And I don't have a problem with unlocking cars or unlocking stuff in games as a whole. I don't even have a problem with blind boxes and loot boxes in games. In the Hot Wheels game, it's kind of weird because the cars will have different stats. So, like, you'll unlock a car and you're like, oh, all of those races that I just did that were very hard for me to get, like, the gold on because I had shit cars are now just ridiculously easy. Okay. And it's like, well, I don't, like, my skill didn't get any better. You just gave me a better car <laughs> at random. And I'm I'm assuming that because this game does not seem to, there are certain times where you will earn a car as a reward for a race, a specific I'm model sure. of car. But otherwise, it seems like it's random which ones you get. So there you, are times... Can you pay for them with the, the blind boxes with people money? You cannot, okay. which is interesting. That's you cannot good, pay please. people money to get them. At, at least as the last time I checked, there was no way to turn hard currency into in-game currency. Okay. You have, and not even like... I think the only way you can do that is by buying the unlockable, like buying the actual car packs. Mm-hmm. So I can pay money to get the all the dinosaur cars, and yeah. or I'm not not like it's not get cars that are already in the game. It's additional cars. Yeah. Okay. So like they have like I think they have like some Star Wars themed ones. They had some Back to the Future themed ones that you could pay money for, and then they would be in the game. But, but there's no they, way to get so... more blind boxes. Are they of a certain, like, level where if you did buy them, you just blitz through 90% of the content in the game? I think early on, yes. But as far as I can tell, you don't get access to them immediately. They get added to the pool of blind boxes. Oh, no. And you can get duplicates of blind boxes. So I can run through a bunch of races, earn my 500 coins, spend it, get a duplicate, and now, like, there's no reason to have two of these cars. It doesn't get you anything. So you have to change, you can change it or turn it back in for 300 coins. Hmm. And I don't like, that's one of those things where I'm looking at I'm like, why did you do this? <laughs> Other games do this because they're trying to exploit these mechanics to get me to spend human money. Why hmm. are you doing it? Because there's no way for me to spend human money on you. <laughs> to make it more difficult than it needs to be. <laughs> that's it. Like this doesn't add, like, what is the point? What, what does this accomplish? This isn't, fun i just like i got excited because i thought i was gonna get a new car and then i didn't and then i can turn it back into money but not the same amount of money that i spent (laughs) not enough money to actually get a new car (laughs) right so what was the point of that you just like because effectively because if i had gone through the process and it just a message just came up and said like i want to buy a blind box and it just came back with fuck you minus 200 gold (laughs) like oh okay it'd certainly be more (laughs) succinct Right. It would save me a couple button presses and it would have the exact same effect (laughs) of me getting my hopes up and then them being dashed. (laughs) Uh, So that that's dumb. And I like I I just don't understand why it's done that way. I don't get it. One of the things they do is you have like, you know, your standard arcade racing stuff. You've got turbo, which charges by doing, you know, uh, near misses and uh, drifting around corners. And some cars have a turbo gauge which you can hold down and, and let go, and it uses, you know, as long as you're holding it down for. And other cars have turbo charges, where you press it and it turns on your turbo for a set period of time. Mm-hmm. I've never played a game that had a combination of those two. The- every game, every racing game I've played is usually 
either you have a gauge that you can turn on and off as you want, or you get charges of turbo. I'm going to activate nitro. It activates nitro for five seconds, and then it turns off. You're saying you've but, never never played a game that had that before? That had both. Uh, see, In the, the more same you, game. The more you talk, the more this game sounds like a lot of the modern Need for Speed games. Like, there's a lot of weird, like, blind box shit. There's that exact thing. Um, there's, like randomized fucking customizations for the cars like this this is why like a lot of the new need for speed games sort of went out of vogue <laughs> because they had the, all these weird frustrating mechanics see oh they, they that's interesting because i've never i any and i just don't play as much arcade racing games as you do clearly yeah. i've only ever seen it split one way or the other i've never seen both and i've never seen cars where upgrading them caused them to switch from one to the other huh yeah which confused me as well. Like choose which one you wanted. Oh yeah, this no, you can you can upgrade each car. I want to say three times again to get it better stats. Mm. So it's I don't the whole upgrade system is weird. It, it confuses me that there's a blind box that could randomly give me a car that would make this part of the game incredibly easy. Yeah, just because I happen to get that at random versus like in previous Need for Speed games that I've played where you're slowly getting better cars as you're going through. And it's a, it's a clear set progression from car to car. Yeah. Now we're unlocking, unlocking, unlocking this specific police car and it goes a billion miles an hour and it can turn on a dime and you're going to die driving it. Yeah. No, none of that sounds particularly fun. Or it's sensible, weird. Cause, really. Cause, cause the driving around the actual tracks is fun and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I, that it, was my next question. It's like, are the tracks like do they have any of the big like loop-de-loops and stuff oh yeah they've got big loop-de-loops they've got like dinosaur mouths that chomp down on you they've got spiders that shoot spider webs at you that try to slow you down like it's very arcadey and there's um you know spots where the track splits and there's a little arm that blocks one way or the other at random or you know keeps going back and forth there's times where it really reminds you of mario kart in that way in having real good hazards and the hazards all look like i'm sure very intentionally actual hot wheels track pieces you can buy yeah it's cool starting a race going downhill out of a tyrannosaurus rex's mouth that feels cool (laughs) even though like it doesn't actually change the gameplay of the race at all it feels really cool you're and, and the spots where you switch between being on those, you know, the the iconic orange Hot Wheels tracks, and then it throws you down on the ground for a little while, and then you need to get back onto the track. Oh yeah, is, can can be really tricky because you no longer have this clear wide wall that you're trying to stay between. Like it gets really wide, and I've fucked that up a number of times, <laughs> where I just like, oh, I I just missed the on ramp, and now I'm fucked. And I hit the 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 legs of this table and crashed. Yeah, and say, like, okay, I got to back up and get, you know, again, like you're trying to get on the highway at 80 miles an hour, you have to back (laughs) up and go, and it's just, it's a mess. So it's, those those parts of it are a lot of fun, and the track building, what little of it I tried, was fun and interesting, and I'm I'm interested to see what kind of tracks I can download from that other people have put together, because I feel like that would give this game a lot of longevity. Mm -hmm. And I could see myself, a younger version of myself, downloading tracks and playing them with friends at a party. Like, let's all sit around and let's just download some random tracks and play and play them. Kind of yeah. like, I don't know if you ever played Track Mania when that first came out. 
No, but it was very appealing to me for that exact reason. Yeah, and that was like, I, I remember many nights doing that with friends, just like, hey, we're going to have a sleepover at Steve's house, and we're just going to download random tracks, and especially like there were really cool ones where you just kind of like hold down accelerate, and you it would direct you correctly down the track, and you'd go on this crazy shit as long as you kept going straight forward. <laughs> so like I can see a lot of that coming through the Hot Wheels stuff. There's just the little kid part of me that just wants to like unlock more cars that feels like it's weirdly being taken from me. And the map is really clumsy and difficult to use. And it's hard to tell what there are that you have your like grid, you know, your map layout with different roads and different nodes that you need to beat races to unlock. And there are these secret nodes where it tells you like, Hey, there's a secret node here. Um, but it doesn't tell you specifically what you need to do to unlock it. It kind of hints that you need to like, oh, you need to use the toaster car on the college track. But it says it in kind of like a cryptic way. Mm. And it's like, and like, I'm fine with that. But you need to beat some of those to open up the next area of the map. Yeah. So And so there, there were times where I actually had to go online and look up on a strategy guide for this game. How do I unlock the next part of the map? Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and there's like eight different secret nodes, but only one of them could actually be unlocked right now, but it's not clear. Uh, okay. So is now, now I'm a little confused. Is it an open world game? Cause when you said it was like hot pursuit, I assumed it was just like, you just cursor through all the different things and they're on the map. Like, do you drive to the point and then do the No, race? no, you're just cursing through on the map. But like, so I got okay. to a point, I don't know, maybe maybe four hours in, where the only open nodes that I had were secret nodes. Oh, that's annoying. And none of them tell you specifically what you need to do. I eventually figured out I had to do something like that I could open one of them because I had unlocked the school bus. I And I did have, but to open the secret node, you have to beat a different map with a specific car. And it doesn't tell you specifically which one it is. Yeah, yeah, they they clearly over-engineered that one. And it'd be fine if that was like to unlock a secret car. Yeah. But it's literally to progress further in the main story or the main campaign of the game. To the point where like I, as an adult who have been playing games for 30 years had to look at a strategy guide to figure out how to get to the next spot in fucking Hot Wheels Unleashed. I know. I, I was going to say, like, in this day and age, like, I'm not going to spend 10 hours trying to solve this because, like, the next Nintendo power is not coming out for fucking three weeks to tell me how to do this. So right. I'm going to sit here and beat my head against the wall until I figure it out. It's like, no, fuck this. Like, you made this too annoying. <laughs> like, I want to play more of this game. I want to unlock more cars. Like, why are you trying to stop me? <laughs> slowing down the game. And that was all of the frustrations that I had with this game were just moments of like, I, I just want to play you. Why are you being like this? <laughs> but overall, like, it's a fun game. The, the the driving around is fun. You can download custom liveries that people uh, do for various, you know, all the different cars have their own custom liveries online that you can download and play that maybe yeah, you just user yeah. submitted. So there's some really cool looking ones that people have done way cooler than the actual Hot Wheels stuff. My son was really excited because, you know, he he happened to own a bunch of the cars that are in the game. And that was just a fun little surprise for him. And there were a couple that I saw like, oh, shit, I remember that sweet shark car. I had one of those. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, you know the shark car. 
Hell yeah, another fucking shark car. Chomp, chomp, thing, boys. That thing's fucking rad. Hell it's the yeah. game. Like, yay! And especially because I missed, was it Forza 3 that had the Hot Wheels expansion? Yes. I see, I didn't play that. So this was like my first Hot Wheels video game in 15 years. <laughs> that that was excellent. That was truly, truly one of the best racing experiences ever. And they they were so smart to just like dole it out to another company that knew what they were doing with racing games, have them produce an excellent game, and then just be like, oh, this is the foundation of our next game. Let's not blow it. And then they made some choice decisions, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think overall, I, it's a good game. And I think that if you like arcade racing and you've got a, you know, a childhood affinity for Hot Wheels, you could do a lot worse than picking this game up. Yeah. There's just weirdness and have game facts open, bizarrely. <laughs> well, any uh, closing thoughts then? Should we, should we rate these? That, that was my closing oh, thought. So yes. Yeah, we definitely need to rate these. It's so bad at that. I know. Um, <laughs> we're going to remember this time, though. We're, do- we're doing it. <laughs> Echo Generation is by far the worst new game I've played this year. <laughs> Echo Generation 51, <laughs> rank number six. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just so funny to me because, like, everything you're saying was, like, kind of like, by far the worst new game I've played. <laughs> I looked at this list and like the medium is at the bottom. I was like, I kind of liked the medium. It's like Echo <laughs> Generation. I was like, ah. So I'm going to put Hot Wheels Unleashed as my number three this year. Um, below wow. Bowser's Fury and EDF World Brothers. But better than Evil Genius 2, Mario Golf and Honey Pop 2. Okay, so I may have misread you a little bit, because it didn't sound like you enjoyed it that much. You said it sounded like the tracks were dope as fuck, which they better be. <laughs> but I, I think the unlike the problems I had with Evil Genius, um, this has a lot of weird decisions, but the core racing is mostly unaffected. Okay. The core just driving. So I could still get in there, driver. It was the moments where I'm like, oh, right, it's time for me to cash things in. Oh, I got the same. Like, yeah. And just to be clear, like the duplicate rate is insane. It's like three out of 10 that I buy is a duplicate of what I already own. And this was within the first hour of the game. Like of the first 10 yeah. loot boxes I got, three were duplicates. That should, should never happen unless you're buying Pokemon cards. Simple. Right. And then it's perfectly fine. And then it's and okay. It's, it's great when Pokemon does it. But when everyone yeah. else does it, it's not right. Yeah. Pokemon gambling is not gambling. It's just <laughs> child gambling, which is better. <laughs> uh, all right you got any uh any other things you want to talk about anything you want to no no i mean i still have a couple videos on the, the rpgg uh youtube i really wanted to make a like one a month at least but you know i bought a house and i bought a house that was basically on fire so i'm gonna time <laughs> to do that so check out those two videos rpgg just as spelled I- i'm glad that you could take a uh a moment away from I'm picturing you with like a, a thimble of water that you're just kind of like running to the other room, filling and then running back and tossing on a fire. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, no, I've, I'm, I've outsourced it to India. Oh, okay. Well, that's good then. <laughs> what are you plugging I, this week? I got nothing to plug. I, I'm just, okay. you know, I'm, I'm always hoping that we got something interesting and exciting to talk about, but I got nothing soon. New things. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, uh, this has been another episode, episode 51 of the Game Off Podcast, mm-hmm. in the can, 
or whatever you call it when it's a podcast. <laughs> That's in the toilet? In <laughs> the Dropbox folder. Ah, there you go. There we go. Uh, I have been and continue to be Andrew, a.k.a. Solid Talker. And I am currently, but no promises for the future, Brent, a.k.a. Arcadia. <laughs> have a great time, everyone. Yeah, happy New Year's. Happy we'll times. Happy times. Bye.